Hello there, and welcome to another episode of the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. We're recording today with the two finalists from the Element Games Hyperspace Qualifier. My name's Bob D, and I'd like to introduce, first of all, the losing finalist, local man Rich Polly. I like to think of myself as first runner-up. Well done. And the winner with a ticket and an invitation to go to Minnesota in the autumn, it's Lee Whitten. Yeah, Captain Walkover Judgment. (laughs) (laughs) Not sure about that. Guys, first of all, I'll just ask you to run over your lists. What were you flying, Rich? So I was flying Venny in a bomber with every upgrade available. Um, So perceptive co-pilot, seismic charges, proton bombs, veteran turret gunner, page Tico gunner, trajectory simulator and pattern analyzer. Uh, and then Lulu Lampar with Heroic and Lieutenant Bastien with M9G8 and S-Foz. Blimey. Squeezed all that in. Yeah, 200 points. 200 points. 200 points on the nose, yeah. Okay. And Stream got quite excited when you were playing over your decision to take Rose rather than uh, Ray? Page rather Sorry, than Ray. Sorry, Page rather than Ray. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's a choice. I've flown the Ray version a bit, um, but Page plus Veteran Turret Gunner gives you double taps, which a couple of games this weekend... A T-70 landed in range one of the front of Benny and couldn't get out and just melted. So I, it was the right choice for me. It got me to the final. If I'd had Ray, I'd have probably not done as well, I think, because the def- the offense is a bit more anemic because you only get the one shot and it is it is well modded because of Ray Gunner. But um, yeah, so that's why. Okay. And your list, Lou? Uh, Triple T-70s or the Phil GC special, as it's known. LO Asti with Heroic and Integrated, LO White. Poe, again, White, Heroic, R4 Astromech and Integrated S-Foils, and then a Heavy Nien. Heroic, Pattern Analyzer, Black One and S-Foils. Okay, and obviously pleased with the performance. Yes, it's a, it's, inc- it's an incredibly strong list. It's, it's so manoeuvrable. And did you have a lot of time to practice before the event? Why did I know you were going to ask that? No, I'm going to sound like a horrible person now. Two weeks ago, I played two 45-minute games with it at Harlequins. Okay. Um, and then didn't play until yesterday. <laughs> okay. So it was really, it was the first time out with that list. Basically, yeah. And, and you're standing at the front of 82 players. Yeah. That's really good. Walk over judgment. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, um, the final is uh, available on Twitch to watch. Uh, Spudgun underscore Sniper if you want to have a look at that and uh, all the other games that have been filmed over the weekend. A bit of a technical disaster on the, the Twitch yesterday but uh, all the cup games uh, made it on. What were the games that, that stood out to you over the weekend? Lou? Me? Uh, well, I mean the final against Rich is, is one thing. That was, um, I, I couldn't ask for, for a better player in the final. Yeah, I've, I've known Rich for a couple of years now and every game I have with him is light-hearted. It's fun but it's professional. And he's, he's a damn good pilot. But I'd, every game this weekend genuinely has been fantastic. I've, I've not come across a bad opponent. I've not come across a game that I didn't like. Everybody's been nice. And to, to be honest with you, my mind's gone blank. I'm still riding high <laughs> on the adrenaline. So I'm trying to skirt around that question. <laughs> uh, no, that's, that's great news. Though. It's great to hear that, that you've had a good time yeah. while you're on the way to winning. That's really yeah. important. How about you, Rich? How, what games uh, stood out to you? Um, I want to give a shout out to two people that I lost to this weekend which is a really funny thing to say after 10 games of X-Wing <laughs> when you used to go in 3-3 uh, it's obviously to Lewis who, who outflew me in the final at the end there um, so well done uh, it was straight up Cheers, and man. also to uh, Seb Brady who brought the one list I didn't want to see with the bomber which was the five Y-Wings 
but just couldn't do anything about it. it absolutely annihilated me. But those games were really good fun. And then also, I really enjoyed the game I had against OJ Hemmings in Swiss. I that played him the... again in Cup. Okay, the Swiss um, game against the OJ. The Swiss game against OJ was really cagey, and I won it with just a couple of turns of red-hot dice. And if I hadn't had them, it would have gone the other way. It was really, really close. It was a good game. And then, obviously, the final was awesome. Um, yeah, and uh, I kept getting paired against Swarms, which was perfect for me. So, yeah. So good matches helped you out this weekend? Oh, absolutely. I got a Striker Swarm in round one. I got Thai Swarm in round four. And then in my top eight game as well, I got a Thai Swarm again. So they were basically perfect matches for, for Madis to go up against. It's funny that because I came across a lot of, of Fallship Rebel. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of varying Rebel. So I mean, one game that has just jumped to my mind, I do have to say, because he's an inc- incredible guy. Ben Hibbert. Played him at top 16 for first first game of the cup. We played two weeks ago at Harlequins, mm-hmm. uh, and he, he he got me on his way to the cup. And then we played top 16. Had a fantastic game against him, but he, he was fine. Rebel salad. There's there's been quite a bit of that around this this week. Yeah, there has. There's been an awful lot of rebel salad. I, I think out, out of ten, I think I've hit it four times. Okay. Um, and that that's a tough list for the yeah. You have to nail that one. But then when you look at the top four today, there were three resistance tests yeah. and one Imperial. Yeah, it, it, well, I mean, I suppose the, the resistance were released straight into hyperspace, weren't they? The, yeah. the, you know, they were kind of built for hyperspace. And, you know, you can't... Every ship in the resistance is really strong. Yes. You know, yeah. they're, they're, they're a great faction for hyperspace right now. Um, going back to the, the final itself, your first point I wanted to ask you about was that your opening in the final was different to your opening in the semi yes in the sense that in the semi you looped back yeah. with one of your ships yeah. to give yourself a bit more time yeah. to decide where to commit yeah. what's the decision making process going on there against Rich I was looking at it a different way I needed three ships pointing in the same direction at all times because the bomber as, as, as strong as it is as powerful as it is it's not very manoeuvrable uh, and if I'm going to engage that list I need, ideally, to get all three ships engaging from three different angles at the same time. And I didn't particularly want to get caught out. Now, I, I did drop a little bit too slow with Elo on the first engagement turn, and I did miss that shot. I yep. did miss the shot on the bomber, uh, which is a little bit frustrating, so I suppose it wouldn't have mattered too much if I had a week back on myself. But the, the process against Stuart, Stu in the, in the semi-final, his ships are a lot faster. And I, I really wanted him to overcommit to Elo. Yeah. Uh, as the bait, which was which was why that talent roll came into place. If he commits to LO and I turn around and I fly well out of the way, come in with the other two and hit his ships, hit his race side on. Yeah. Um, obviously, didn't quite perfectly pan out like that, but that was the general thinking of but it. But the plan was good and the yeah, execution yeah. was pretty solid with yeah. that. Yeah, and the the interesting thing was that you looped back away from the bomb with Poe. Yeah. So maybe changing that plan to keep three guns on on the bomber. Yeah. halfway through but actually it paid off because by the end game another dice roll you're losing half points yeah. uh, on Poe by the end of the game and yeah. that puts you down and in, in some difficulty yeah. actually against the bomber well well, the, t- the turn away was calculated I, I felt at that point like, like Rich was chasing Poe at that point I think he was going for Poe uh, so that turn away from the bomb uh, and the boost away was calculated it, it, was, it was an attempt to try and pull the bomber into the corner Yeah. because once the bomber gets pulled into the corner it does struggle to turn around it struggles yeah, to get out 
Yes. Um, and then that where where his arcs are going to be becomes a lot more predictable at that point. And if I can break out the other side, I had Nian on the other side of the table, LL coming in from a different angle. Uh, once that bomb makes its way into the corner, I've, I've got a lot of room to manoeuvre at that point. Yes, absolutely. And Rich, it was a little bit hard to follow as we were watching it on stream, but what, what was the plan with the seismics early on? Because it looked like you launched a seismic turn one mm -hmm. and again in turn two, mm -hmm. But before you'd reloaded, as it looked, you'd launched a third bomb, which can't have happened. So, did you reload? Yeah, pattern analyzer reload on turn one. Okay, that's um, what we missed. Yeah, yeah. Um, so basically, you just you can wipe a, a rock out. Um, yeah. For free. With there's one in front of you for free. And so. and it looked like a very deliberate strategy to clear the board yeah. of rocks. Yeah. Um, and and actually, maybe if you'd left one of those rocks still there. <laughs> Yeah, it, it worked for me for the rest of the weekend. Um, clearing, uh, clearing the rocks away makes the two dice attack more likely. So two dice double modded at range two or range three, not through a rock, is more likely to hit than two, two dice double modded. So um, the the whole engine of the list is getting double taps out of any, and you want to maximise the ability to strip tokens and do damage with those attacks. So I wanted to minimise the defensive options for. Because knew he was yeah. going to squirrel away behind rocks and things yeah. if I left them there, yeah. and, he, and it was going to make it harder to kill the ships, and it was hard enough anyway. So. And, and the other standout moment was uh, Lulo rolling four blanks, oh. yeah, and then re-rolling with heroic into four blanks, yeah, no point not four percent chance. I've been informed. Uh, um, no, well, it's worse than that. In fact. Oh, yeah. It, it it's, is. Yeah, it's it's one in two and a half thousand. Awesome. <laughs> but actually, I think I think it's quite important to put that into some context because yeah. you were being shot at range three, hence the four green dice. Yeah. And what you're really concerned with is suffering two damage, which is what happens. Yeah. And of course, the odds of rolling four blanks into four blanks is remarkably low. Mm -hmm. But the odds of suffering two damage on that roll is about five percent, about one in twenty. Yeah. So it's not necessarily as as astronomically yeah. weird as it appeared to be yeah it, I mean the, the the four blanks into four blanks is weird and you know dice are dice and I know that you know the average roll is I can't remember whatever um, one and a half of eight and one and a half focuses or something nonsense yeah. um, but um, yeah it was just one of those things where you know I breezed out sat down for a couple of seconds and yeah. just thought I've got to move on with the game now because that stuff just happens I, sometimes I, I, I genuinely didn't expect that I, I I thought at, the, at that point my positioning was all right. Luo had, had, had I'd kind of herded Luo out of the way. She wasn't angry in my face hole, but I I thought oh, I'll worry her with a, a peppering from you know range three, and that happened. And I and I really feel that that was a huge swinger in the game. Yeah, um, it made I think it made me fly in a certain way. I, I think I almost became a bit fatalistic with Lulu. I thought, you know, yeah, he's dead now. Yeah, um, I just have to try and get some value out of him yeah. uh, before he pops. I, um, so I started just, you know, doing like boosts and trying to pop extra yeah. damage and stuff. So. But it's it's not necessarily a bad bad, yeah, uh, you know, a bad, a bad thing to do at that point. I mean, the, the when you hard turned in and boosted past my Nien, uh, it was only because I second guessed myself. Originally, I did have a three bank dialed in uh, with Nian rather than that one forward and then I was second guessing myself thinking no I'll, I'll slow it down had I gone further forward and you'd have got what would have been a, a, a three or a four dice attack on Nian at that point that again is a huge game changer it was just a, a, a decision tree between the two of us that worked yeah. out in my favour 
and this is your first big tournament win. Despite a lot yeah. of tournament success, a lot of cuts, it's the first time you made it all the way to the final and, and made the win. Yeah, yeah, in a, in a big one. I've I've had a couple of star champs in the past, yeah. but uh, this is this is my first major win, if you will. And uh, you know, 80, 80, 80 people was it? Eighty four. Eighty four yeah. people. Um, and well, world record for Element Games uh, in terms of attendances <laughs> yeah. at a hyperspace qualifier. So that's really good news. Um, yeah. So I think the store can be really proud of that. Definitely. Sith Takers is the local team. I'm yeah. pretty proud of that. And it's been a fantastic weekend as well. And that, that's the thing with Element. Element of, as, as, I mean, I've been coming here, what, four years, five years, and something along those lines? Yeah. Never been to a bad tournament at Element. They're always well attended. There's always great people knocking around. They're always well organised. You know, Tim, Colm, yourself, other people on the, in the organisation uh, of Element events. They're, they're, they're never bad and they're always well attended. And it's an exciting week coming up. We're looking forward to Wave 3 coming out. Yeah. Rich, have you got your eyes on any, any particular faction? Uh, Naboo Fighters. I don't care about Wave 3. I'm waiting for Wave 4. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Luke? Je- Jedi. Just, just Jedi. I don't Tri- care. Triple Jedi? I don't care when they come out. I'll have six. If I can have six, I'll have six. Okay. If I can have one, I'll have one. Just Jedi. They're awesome. Mace Windu. It's, that's just cool. Excellent stuff. Yeah. Excellent stuff. And can you promise to take advantage of your invitation to Worlds? Yes, I can make that promise. I will be going to Worlds. And you made it out there last year. I did. And this time, you can be guaranteed months out that you're going to get a ticket and you're going to yep. be able to play. Yep, I can, I can plan ahead this time around rather than having to panic last minute. Buy a flight early. Buy a flight early. Uh, I think that's going to be the plan. Obviously, Jess will be coming with me. The two of us will be going out there. Excellent. Uh, fingers crossed we can get Jess a ticket between now and then. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, we'll, I'll be going. We'll be enjoying it. We'll probably make a holiday of it as well. Excellent. Definitely going to be going. Excellent. Well, it's going to be an exciting week this week uh, with Wave 3 coming out. Uh, we're looking forward to doing some unboxings, which we're hoping to release Thursday morning as soon as we get our hands on the new product. In addition to that, we'll be looking to bring you some Sith Taker podcast snapshots shows all about the, the new ships. In the meantime, it's a goodbye from me, Bob D. It's a goodbye from Rich Polly. Goodbye. And a goodbye from the winner of the biggest ever hyperspace qualifier. <laughs> Lewis Whitson. Bye-bye.